0: Good afternoon. Welcome to another Techman Talks Dynamics podcast. Uh, this afternoon, I've got George Mercott, who is a training specialist uh, with me as a special guest. And we're going to talk about some of the aspects of how training should come into every dynamics project, dynamics life, really, on an ongoing basis. Welcome, George. Well, thank you for having me. Go on then. You've Spent the last three, four years now, five years? Um, it's five now. Five now goes rapidly by, doesn't it? Um, you're heavily involved in do living, lots of, of training, classroom, one-on-one sessions, all the rest for, for Dynamics. What, what, what have you learned over that period? My
1: previous history before Techman come back to haunt me as well. I've, I've seen that companies invest in an ERP system. So now from Business Central, and they make an upfront investment. And when the conversations turn in part of that project to training, there's initially um, an instinct to try and avoid spending too much. They regard the core system as the main area of expense, and sometimes there's a little bit of back and forth about days worth of training. But then when it comes down to actually using the system, and when they experience our training and they find that they need the, the assistance, they seem to really value the training and they come back for more. So what I've kind of found is that if we could perhaps get people to consider that earlier in their, their buying process and understand the importance of training to get value out of the system and then maintain that going forward. Because I've had customers come to me who've been using the system for a year. I've had end users sit in front of me looking pretty much terrified. And I've asked, why are you looking so scared? And they've gone, because I don't know anything. Apart from the fact they're in the right place to have a training conversation. The fact they don't know anything about their system and they regard it as this big bottomless bucket of data, that should be a real concern for the people owning and running that business because they
0: can't get value out of it. And and even if they're not looking scared, I mean, I've had exactly the same situations where I've looked over somebody's shoulder and seen them doing a process and and, and literally said, did you know you could press F5 and it would do that, those six clicks? Or did you know, you know, there's this function here or you can get to this information this way? I I think, you know, a lot of users know what they do to do what they do. What they don't know is what they are not doing. (laughs) Um, and, you know, they, they, they do the typical thing with, with, uh, that they do with office, to be honest, which is they use the 5%, 10% that they know and not, uh, you know, they don't, they don't know what they don't know. So they ignore the 90%, uh, that could be really helpful to them. They also, they, they seem to then come to rely on. A small number of key users, so
1: one or two key users in the business that have all the knowledge and all the confidence, and everybody else turns to as their troubleshooters. And then what if they move on? What if they retire? The business then is suddenly struggling, and they, they need to, in a, in a very rushed fashion, get other people up to speed and spread that knowledge out.
0: Well, I think the the fallacy is that training is only an activity that you do when you install the software in the first place. I, I mean, I get that because they've never seen it before, they need an a, you know a considerable amount of training to kind of get them get them to point one. But that that is only the first station on the line. You know that that actually to get the most out of it, um, I think when we all learn something completely new, there is a limited amount to how much we can take in and how much we can. Uh, absorb and, and you kind of need to come back after six months you know you, you, you don't do an advanced straight uh driving course immediately after you, you you've taken your test do you? you you drive for six months 12 months and then that's the time to really take it forward and go and do it again so yeah so you know it, it, you know Companies are buying a Ferrari equivalent when they buy dynamics, right? So, you know, you've got to be quite a decent driver to really exploit it. Um, I can drive a Ferrari from A to B, probably without crashing it. But am I going to do get it there quickly? Am I going to exploit the vehicle? Um, absolutely not. That's going to take some more. I, I think training is an ongoing task particularly in a in a, uh, an age where the software changes every month and we joke about that but you know new features come into dynamics every 6 months um, at a minimum with the major updates and so you know exploiting those and using those for your business and why would you want to stop getting that efficiency that maybe that new feature can give you um, why would you just say, no, uh, you know, how, how many organisations can sit there and say, I have enough efficiency, we are good enough. Um, you know, uh, that, that's not the modern world we live in, is it? No, in mean, that pace of change in the product
1: for uh, Business Central, SAS, the online version, the monthly updates there have given... People like me a challenge in being able to pre- present the latest changes, present the the help and advice we try and do through YouTube or through other blog posts, and keep up with the product. So the end users that haven't got the luxury of time to to get this information must also be finding it an, at least an equal challenge to stay on top of what's happening, what new features are there, what can I use to do my work better.
0: Hundred percent, and I think that's where if you know if you go and search Google and Um, YouTube and those sources um, quite often that the the articles, the videos that you come up with, you know, will be back on 2015, 2016 or older. And and so you're actually looking at that now and, and, you know, for users out there using business central on SAS today, that's a completely different interface. It looks very different. It may have some common terminology, but it's not especially relevant. So you Because that's the other aspect, isn't it? Training is not just, you know, training when I I was a boy. I I feel very old now. Um, But, you know, going back, it it, it used to be I used to get shipped off. I I worked in IT right from my kind of teenage years, 20s. So, you know, I used to get shipped off for a week. Um, to a residential training course often, um, and and you you, st- you stayed there and you went in the classroom every day, and that's just that was your only form of learning. You could go and buy a paperback book. That was the other thing. Now, the classroom's still there. The paperback book, not so much. There are still some, but there's not so many. But you know, there's a lot more proliferation uh, of forms of training, isn't there? So it's not all about the classroom. That's one aspect, but. Um, what else have we got these days? Well,
1: self-service. I mean, it does depend on who you're talking to in terms of the recipient of the training, because without wishing to sort of stereotype users, you tend to find that somebody working from a system administration, you know, your, your IT background person, is more readily switched on to using YouTube and going and hunting and seeking their own
0: information sources and consuming it independently. Well, they're not going to be successful in that career if they don't, are they? I mean, that's the the blunt thing um, uh, about it. But yeah, I I take it.
1: Whereas your your user coming from a sales or purchasing, sort of perhaps more administrative background, they often don't get the experiences shared from the business point of view. They don't seem to get their share of the training budget. Um, It does seem to be a bit bit of a disparity in terms of who can... Get that funding, that investment in their training. Um,
0: I, I think the other aspect to that is consistency, because you know the one thing that I see is that you want you want everybody in an organisation ideally doing it the same way. Um, you know, particularly around Business Central. It, look, if you use Word different to your colleague next to you, <laughs> doesn't really matter, does it? You know, as long as the document looks the same who cares if you lose business central different to your colleague next to you, that's a bit more of a, a red flag for me, because, you know, if you're away tomorrow, how's somebody going to pick up that transaction and progress it? So the organization should really be consistent. And surely that starts then with consistent training materials. Definitely.
1: And one, one of the most worrying things I've seen our YouTube channel, we have playlists on there they are available to all users but the most um, accessed, the most popular, are actually the really basic stuff, the things that we would have hoped people would have been shown already that would sort of level off the playing field. So it's the, the fact that there's been such a big uptake in the entry-level playlists shows there's a massive need out there for basic skills that might mean they're doing things differently, inadvertently doing things in an incorrect or an inefficient fashion.
0: Yeah, and and I also think that people go search for something until they get to a level. (laughs) You know, to to come back to the driving analogies, once you can get to the shops, (laughs) a lot of people, you know, they don't do a lot of driving tuition after that, do they? So, you know, inevitably you're going to get a certain cohort of people who are going to kind of search through the basics, learn the basics, and that's all they are ever going to invest time and effort doing. And that's a shame because, you know, there is, um, it, it's a real shame that, that 90% of the power of, of Dynamics doesn't actually get, um, doesn't actually provide benefit to their, to its organisation, just because somebody doesn't know how to use it. I think that's where our,
1: our free webinars that are now, the online webinars, have helped in that we've got customers signing up for those, having an hour long of sort of a deep dive of training, and we record it, and it's on the YouTube channel, and people can access that later on. Um, I think it's not just about us. There's other providers out there that are going further forward with this idea of actually giving away a really useful content that will give people, some cases, the basics, but in some cases, deeper playlists that will go through the detailed use of the system. So there's ECTA who have a a university on the YouTube channel that complements, goes alongside ours, for example. And then you can use that and structure a, a training program around it where there's not a one size fits all. Some people don't want to watch videos. They need to be shown it. They need to do it in a practical fashion. But it's certainly a good starting point, I would suggest, to find some recommended sources on YouTube to help people.
0: And, you know, um, I think Enector are great. I think Microsoft actually have upped their game with MS Learn, uh, Microsoft Learn, uh, what the content that's been on there, you know, that's seen uh, massive improvement over the last two, three years, I think, compared to where it was. Um, Uh, And and the thing I like about that is it records, you know, which courses you've done. So almost if you're managing a group of um, uh, BC users, you can use that. Well, actually, Dynamics all up, isn't it? Because it's not just Business Central, but you can use that. You can ask them to show you their kind of uh, learning path and, and see what they've done and what they haven't done and suggest and perhaps set them objectives of things to do, which is quite a nice feature. It's developing really nicely. It's Microsoft's involvement with EDX
1: and other of these online learning platforms shows because there's been distinct crossover in their, their improvements to Microsoft Learn since they doubled up and joined in with EDX. So EDX is a, a free online course environment with people like Harvard and MIT and the University of California, respected training providers, giving detailed courses, I've gone on there and I've taken courses on Excel, but they've been written by the people who actually produce the product that is Excel, Their Microsoft courses and they're the program managers. They did one for Power BI, it was fantastic. It was the main program manager for Power BI um, and all three. And all this is the kind of thing that people can tap into. And it's not just about the core ERP, it's about their business systems, isn't it? Beyond just Business Central.
0: Well, it, it's... You know, uh, it's one system, isn't it? it you know that, and and like you say, it comes back to confidence, doesn't it? Um, you know that that that's what training really gives. It gives knowledge about which keys to press, but also uh, what's invaluable is it gives the user confidence that they know what they're doing and they'll, they'll have a go at things that they wouldn't otherwise, um, which, which is great. And, and like we say free. So, you know, you, you mentioned the budget word earlier and and where budget gets spent, but actually there's a lot that you can set up and it just needs a little bit of organization in an, in, in any company to go, you know, these are the list of resources. This is the list of people. These are the gaps. This is these are the people who would benefit and set some objectives. Um, and I think a lot a lot of organisations could do a lot lot more um, that would really benefit their uh, you know their outcomes in terms of their customer service speed, efficiency, etc. Things that we all uh, that do lead directly to the bottom line. It can come absolutely. It can come from some quite surprising places.
1: So LinkedIn, there's groups on LinkedIn. There's people sharing articles. It's not just sort of Facebook for business. People are sharing articles, sharing information, and you've got people from Microsoft themselves putting information on there about the new releases. It's a source of further information and further training that we can tap into. Only this week, HMRC have released information about grants that. Small to medium enterprises can apply for up to £2,000 worth of, of funding for training for the post Brexit sort of import export rule changes. This is the kind of thing you can tap into to unlock specialist resources at no further cost, ideally.
0: I, I think here in the UK, there's especially, um, you know, there seems a whole understanding that uh, training and education for business um, is the way that uh, the UK is perhaps going to. Uh, you know, close the productivity gap. Um, uh, one thing I hadn't told you, George, was I, I've been invited on some of the apprenticeship standards councils um, in the last couple of weeks. So I'm now getting to kind of feed in with uh, not just not just the accounting standards ones, but also some of the other other standards where you know ERP software actually is part of a role, a job, and and suddenly we're starting to get to talk about business processes of that, you know, every customer pretty much, or lots of customers anyway, do. Um, and, and it's getting out of the theoretical and much more into the practical, albeit it's software agnostic. But that seems to be a real trend from uh, the, the regulators, the governments to kind of understand that no business can operate without a business system these days. And, you know, getting, exploiting the one that you have better is 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 gonna benefit everybody that sounds promising i
1: remember my my days in teaching it was there were courses from the the banking in industry they developed a, a parallel gcse that we could offer that basically educated young people on the world of finance so perhaps yeah. we can look at, so can we cascade this down into helping out business studies teachers and people who are
0: educating the younger generation
1: so they're coming out with a bit more knowledge of the business world?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has to happen, you know, that's not a plus. So, look, let's go, let's take this back to training and, and you know, um, For the past year, uh, we've been stuck in our room at home, haven't we, Uh, by and large? uh, We had a little bit of period out of lockdown here in the UK, but um, we're we're still in it um, today, hopefully coming out relatively soon. What do you think's been the learning from kind of the last year? How has, obviously, it's, you know, all training's gone online, Um, by and large, I think. 90% 90% of it has been online, 95% of it been online in the last 365 days, is that fair?
1: I, I think 100% for myself, I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've been stuck in my spare room for the last year and um,
0: had to adapt and yes, it's been interesting hasn't it? Oh, what, they- oh, what's been different, because you know, you're used to standing in front of a class, um, oh, you're showing your uh, age again uh, uh, there. It's. it's, well, it's
1: I, I don't stand in front of the class. I, I walk around the room and I, I work. <laughs> I work with the attendees. I, I joke because it makes they do the work yeah. and I just assist them. I never. I don't stand at the lectern and lecture. Um, I walk around the room and I work with them and I miss that. But Teams and the switch to doing this through that kind of sharing tool, it took a bit of adapting to, but you can do the same kind of thing. So Teams is great now in that we can do, or any other video platform, we can do. Shorter, quick focus sessions where there's no travel aspects and people are, hopefully if it's run properly, they're in and it's a quick focus session that's very effective. And the aspect that we had before of I walk around the room and look at someone's screen, look over the shoulder and go, no, click there, do this, that kind of stuff. You can actually do better than that on Teams because they can share their screen, they can show the thing they're having trouble with, and then all the other attendees, if there are more than one, um, they can see the same thing much more easily than you would in a classroom. You can't necessarily see everybody else's screen at the same time. So it's brought some new stuff. Rather than just coping with the change, Teams and the flexibility it brings to share screens and pick, pick out details has been quite helpful.
0: Yeah, I I think you have to kind of... You have to work on the engagement a bit, you know... You could still sit at the back of the class and tune out, can't you, on Teams? Um, Well, you see, I'm an evil ex-teacher and I I pick on people. And I say, look,
1: if you come onto this Teams call and you turn off your camera, that's the same as walking in my classroom and sitting at the back of the room and I will pick on you. And then they tend to laugh and they turn the camera on. And, you know, it it, it just, it breaks the ice, but also it's so much easier if you you can see someone's face, you can see if they're smiling or looking confused
0: or you you get the idea. You you get that 55% of communication is visual right you, you see somebody frowning you can help them some more you see exactly. them smiling and and you know even clicking steps ahead you, you you know that you can speed up a bit and so on so yeah I get that completely um and and, and you know the interesting point about training shortened because you know seven hours of training in a classroom for a day is always I mean that's brain ache isn't it um, so does it work more effectively, do you think, with, with one-hour and two-hour sessions more regularly maybe than seven hours every three weeks? You know? I think so because they're in chunks they can digest
1: they're not out of the business for, for long enough to make them really worry about what's happening in their absence. And then they can put it into practice and they can come back with practical questions. So you showed me this, I've tried this out. And now in the business, I have this question based on what we've done before, or can we focus on this? And it, it's helped frame that rather than they get one big input and
0: then nothing for ages. I think it's helped. So here's the million dollar question. You know, when we come out of lockdown in a couple of months, three months time or whatever it is, wherever you are um what will it go back to george
1: a mixture it's never gonna be one size fits all i think the team's delivery the remote delivery is here to stay and the short focused the the having to switch to shorter sessions has helped me kind of revisit the courses and think about how to make them more effective some people will always still prefer a bit of face-to-face real world demonstration they will want to share the computer and sort of have that kind of input some people won't want to talk to me at all they will want to consume it through some form of learning platform watch a video read the materials take the quiz that kind of stuff so um it's much more varied i think it's really
0: opened things up let's move on to a to another aspect now that occurs to me which is you know um Training for Dynamics is always, um, uh, now back in the day, was always difficult because, uh, you know, it, it's such a customised uh, platform. And, and even today, you know, you can, what how many apps are there on AppSource that you can add in in 10 minutes if you want to? So, you know, no two organisations, I think that's one of its strengths is that no two uh, instances of, of of Business Central are the same ineffectively. So, how does that kind of tailor your training approach? What how, you, can you do multi organisations together? How does how does it work? What's your What's your feeling after your experience? Uh, it has worked, but we've had to keep it quite controlled. I mean,
1: we were doing the scheduled training courses. So there was one topic offered once a week on a Thursday and I could have anyone from any of our, any of our different customers. And I've actually gone back to that on the new agendas because, because we have customers using NAV, we have customers using Business Central, different interfaces, what it, it works if I distill it down to the principles. If I talk about how the software is trying to work and take it away from how the interface looks, then I'm finding I'm able to sort of probably focus slightly better on what's important to them. Um, but it, it has been a challenge at times in terms of they they might have something that isn't in the standard system that I'm not expecting. But by sharing the agendas and by making it clear we're working in a standard system, it, it's worked because people, people know and, and understand the idea of they've got to have a starting point. So we give them the starting point And then once they're confident with those basics, they can then get the, the assistance within their own business, usually for any nuances that are specific to that company only.
0: Uh, and I think, you know, apps have also helped, haven't they? Because... You know, uh, if I had um, the the experience that I remember way back in in the NAV days is that, you know, they were trained on one system. And then by the time we built all the customizations that the analysis identified they needed and and delivered it to them, they were suddenly using a system that looked very, very different three or four months down the line. Um, And so at least with apps, with, you know, a more standardized system built on apps, you can presumably pull those apps in for that initial training. So at least they might not cover all of them, but at least they get a view of it's actually there and this is what it's going to feel like and, uh, and this is what I'm going to see.
1: Yeah, so we've had to start developing um, courses for the, the, the clever products that we offer and also can things like continued document delivery so that we're able to provide sort of mini courses that are attach-ons in the same way that the app extends the standard business um, uh, system. Yeah. We're able to offer add-ons to the training that go, okay, here's the extra half-hour chunk you need for the various extras that you have.
0: Well, the, the customer doesn't care it's an add-on, right? They just see it as, this is my system. You know, it's yeah. the system and uh, and their system is what their system is. They don't really know where it originated. Um, it,
1: did, it did backfire once when two ladies turned up for a session with me on what was meant to be Power BI and they turned up expecting a detailed session on their BI system that wasn't Power BI. So I wasn't able to help them
0: very much because I hadn't got a clue what their system was. So, yeah, so well... Communication's um, the key. Yeah, just um, yeah. Ha- have a read of the syllabus before you arrive. It's probably uh, a good and, and, and set your expectations. I, I think you know uh, never has training been more important. Uh, ongoing training as well. So that's that's the thing that everybody needs to come. And you know it, it should it should be in appraisals. It should be in objectives. Um, it, it should be part of day to day work for organisations for people in organisations. Um, If you can't use the tool set, that you're there. I I, I don't, you know, I've said already um, a lot of it's free these days, but also I don't see budget as a problem. You know, if you look at minimum wage in most countries in the world uh, right now, certainly here in the UK, you're paying a lot of money for the person, uh, even at the minimum. So, you know, then to spend a few... uh, A a little bit, a tiny fraction of that um, one month in three, getting them to a level where they can be 2%, 3% more effective um, is immediate significant payback.
1: Yes, the the challenge, rather than the finance, I suppose, is actually finding the time to do it, isn't it? Making time. They've got a day, day job already. We have this with our projects. Users that are involved in the project still have their day work to do, but they need to then get involved in the conversations, the training and the testing of a new business
0: system. And but that, that, That's where Teams is working better, right? Because you mentioned that, you know, doing an hour is not as disruptive as doing a day. And, you know, you haven't got the travel, you haven't got the accommodation sometimes. Um, you, you do have, uh, you know, we used to say when we got people in a training centre, it was great because they focused and we could almost kind of ban the, ban the phones till break time and all the rest and get them to concentrate on that. Um, you know, Can you do that the same way with teams? I, I guess that's where you have to be, you know, George the headmaster a little bit and say, right, you are mine for the next hour. Yeah?
1: Yes. And if it's a shorter session, you get that buy-in because yeah. you aren't taking out of business for an entire day or half a day. You're going for a shorter focus session and they, they're either wasting their time or they're investing in that hour, and they'll get the best possible out of it then. And it's it's mostly the latter. It's people are buying into it because they need that focus. They need that time.
0: Lovely. So, George, where's the best – you know, if there were three places you were going to tell people to go to to find training, you mentioned one site. What was it called? Um, EDX. So, edx.org
1: okay. is – a particularly good one because the courses are free for you to, I think they call it, they use a word for it, basically means you can, you can basically take the course. If you want to validate with a certificate, you pay for that. But most of those courses can be consumed for free.
0: Okay, that's one. Where's, point, where, where's the second place people should go?
1: Given our background, I would say Microsoft Learn. So it's, it's improved dramatically across recent years, months. And you can go there, take structured courses, move yourself through learning the various products and even go as far as certificating and getting sort of a recognition of a badge. the skills you've gained. Yes, a badge. <laughs> okay, and, and the final one, point, place three? I'd probably say YouTube. Selective use of particular providers on YouTube. So people like us, people like Enector, people that are putting out consistent content. I don't mean a video here and there, but I mean a structured set of
0: playlists that will be usable as resource to guide the users. Fantastic. Okay, George, um, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. I know you're a busy chap, so um, I'll let you get back to your next uh, delivery session course um, or or whatever you're doing, uh, course preparation this afternoon. I think you've got, uh, well, I know you've got some exciting things in the pipeline that we're going to probably be back here talking about in the future. Thank you very much and uh, good afternoon. Thank you very much.